The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey, this is The Moment. I'm Brian Koppelman. Thanks for listening. Today's guest is Paul Giamatti. I'm sure you know who he is. He's the uh, Oscar-nominated, Emmy-winning, legendary actor and is one of the stars of Billions, which is the Showtime series that will premiere in 2016 that uh, my partners, uh, David Levine and Andrew Sorkin, and I created. And uh, I just wanted to say, if you're a new listener, thanks for being here. I'm sure that there are going to be people who've never listened to the show before who are going to listen because of Paul, which is great. And uh, if you've been listening a while and you're someone who digs the show, please pass the word. There's nothing that uh, helps a podcast more than if listeners tell their friends about the show. I know that the way I found the podcast that I love uh, is when someone else who, who, with whom I share taste has told me to check it out. Uh, that's certainly the case with Mystery Show or Reply All or any of the other pods I love. So uh, if you dig the show, please tell a friend, review it on iTunes, rate it on iTunes, tell people on Twitter. Every time somebody does that, it's really helpful to me and uh, really makes me uh, feel good and encouraged about what I'm doing. And if you don't like the show, just turn this thing off, man, and go outside for a run or something. Uh, don't, you don't have to tell anybody that. If you don't dig it, don't, don't tell anyone. And also, I know I just used the word dig three times, but uh, I'm not going to censor myself. I did it. I apologize. And Paul Giamatti is coming up right now. The Moment? Is that what it's called? Yeah. The show is called The Moment? It is. I didn't know that. That's it. That's what it is. And now you know. It's called The Moment. Well, you're with me. Got it. The Com- Moment with Brian Gobbleman. That's, that's it. what it's called. I think that's going to be the new voice that starts at every... I think we have to throw that in <laughs> at the beginning. Hey, this is The Moment. I'm Brian Gobbleman. And the, that other voice belongs to Paul Giamatti, uh, Oscar uh, nominee, <laughs> Emmy nominee, <laughs> Emmy winner. Right. Uh, right. Occasional non-Oscar uh, nominee to right. uh, universal uh, outcry sure. uh, against it. Paul, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Uh, Paul. Yes. Paul is my, uh, my good buddy and also my collaborator. We are... Colleagues. We're colleagues. We're colleagues, mm-hmm. in fact, and have uh-huh. been before. We are making a TV series together called Billions. But um, when you're hearing this, the show won't be on for quite some time. So... Right. Don't worry about it. Uh, all right. I'm just going to jump in, Paul, with okay. um, you just said something as we were starting to do this that uh, you said you were on Howard Stern uh-huh. and you said, and I've heard you say this many times, this kind of thing with surprise where you go, you know, he was nice to me. <laughs> People or, treat me with respect. He, and was, that he was respectful me. to me. And you always <laughs> add this. You go. For some for reason, some reason. <laughs> you know you do this. I have no idea. You go, you go, I have no idea why I walked in and they weren't all terrible to me. Yeah, yeah. what That's is that? interesting? No, you're right. I, I guess. Well, in the instance of him, it's surprising. You know, you don't expect. I mean, you expect to be attacked by him. That's why people do it, isn't it? I mean, that's why people show up for Howard Stern. I, I, I think I wouldn't do it if I knew he was going to attack me. I don't want to be attacked. You weren't showing up, but for then that. he doesn't attack me. Well, he's, and I don't know why that is. I don't think he attacked. I mean, he's like one of some my, people. He doesn't attack. Oh, you know him? No. Oh, well, I know. I've been on his. I don't know him. I lo- but I'm a, a. I couldn't be a bigger fan. Yeah. And I, for me, it wouldn't be surprising. But it, rather because I think uh, Howard just doesn't. It seems to me when people try to bullshit him is when he gets annoyed. Yeah. He just wants to engage with people who are interesting and who he cares about. And your yeah. friends, obviously, 
you obviously he would never be a dick to you. You I were. Guess. I mean, I suppose that's. I mean, one of the true. biggest maybe moments of your career is one of the biggest moment. You know, was an maybe important moment. Maybe that's what it is. is. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. So I mean, the the the, the case of him. Yes, I'm surprised that I'm treated with respect. Yeah, and, but I, I've heard you say it. I don't uh, know that I've said it about other people. Like who? Oh, I've heard you many times be like, I went to that thing, like maybe beforehand. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and then it seems like you you sometimes forget, uh, <laughs> or or my stature, my stature in the world. I, I think I do find it. I don't know that it's. I think I still am continually surprised. People just sort of. I, it's hard. I'm not sure what the way. I, I, it's not, I just am surprised, I guess. I, I never have quite just embraced the fact that I guess people know who I am. It's still surprising to me, actually. So maybe saying that being treated with respect is the wrong thing. I just am sort of amazed that it, it, I'm there doing it. It's, it's surprising to me still. In a good way, I think. I don't know oh, that it's, it's necessarily just self-deprecating all the time. <laughs> no, the best part of it is, is it doesn't, it's not bullshit. The best part of it to me is, I, I know you a long time now. You're not yeah. bullshit. You're, no, you're not bullshitting really about not. it. So that's what, what's interesting is like you, like somebody shall say, uh, oh, I, I realized those, those actors in the scene uh, were, <laughs> or someone will tell you they were trying hard or they really cared about doing, doing well because they were with you. And you'll go like, why would that be? You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. I just find it surprising. I don't know. And again, in that instance, I would say, why wouldn't everybody always try to do their best? Yes, I think that's what I would to. say. You know what I mean? I think underneath the insecure self-deprecating, is it, which there is a lot of that going on. I'm not going to lie about it. And it's uh, whatever. It's a mode that I have. Is an actual kind of surprise of just like, well, but wouldn't every, isn't everybody always working their hardest no matter what? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, in that well, particular the, oh, instance yeah, when that, you say that. So that I guess too. I just go, why the hell would they work any harder? Because I'm in the room. You know, I mean, wouldn't they be working harder if, if it was anybody, well, if yeah, I wasn't yeah, in the room? Sure. Or, and I think that's Because I sure as hell am like fumbling around trying to work as hard as I can, you know, because I just don't want to make an idiot out of myself. So isn't that kind of, isn't fear driving everybody basically um, all the time <laughs> to do their best? Isn't that like the greatest, you know, motivator? Is that the thing for you? Is that one of the things? Not fear exactly, but no, it would I wouldn't say fear. I would say I'm certainly I certainly I want to do the best I can do and not by my own. Yeah. I mean, it's a kind of, you know, pride, a certain sort of pride I, I buy that, that you have yeah. in your work. Absolutely. That makes sense that it's a Yeah, there's a certain pride standard of prof yeah. like professionalism. Yeah. 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 But but I I also Wonder watching like watching you do the thing that you do up close <laughs> must be magical. Oh God, it is, Paul. <laughs> let me just say, yeah. let me say, every day mm -hmm. uh, I go to the trailer to treasure. Each, so you know, yeah. you've seen me. I leave set and I go weep I just know. because of what I mean, I've. It's a treasure. It's because so of no, but you, it, it, the interesting combination of things that I've noticed is like you also. The reason fear struck me as like the wrong thing. Yeah, it's not really. But is that you take a tremendous amount of joy in doing it? It seems like you really, <clears throat> uh, when you connect to it, when it happens, yes. it seems like you have you work really hard and you're really hard on yourself. But it also seems like you are. There's a. a I do have fun doing it. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's like one of the main reasons I do it. It's not any grand. I mean, there's lots of sort of. I'm sure 
bigger, more profound reasons I do, but I have a good time. You know, it's like, I, I have fun doing it. It's, it's, I think been a funny part of my own personal, whatever journey or whatever. I hate saying things like that, but is, you know, it, it wasn't fun for a long time and it, and it's not all the time and was some way of finding the way to make it be fun all the time has actually been a lot of work because it isn't always, you know, and I mean, I don't know what it's like for other people in other jobs, although I think it's probably the same with a lot of people in jobs that they really enjoy when they're lucky to do a thing that they like and maybe different kinds of artists and stuff. It's like any relationship or marriage or relationship, romantic relationship. You go through phases with it, you know, and it's like, I, I hate you. <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't believe I married you or I can't believe I got involved with you. I want to get the hell out of this. And it's like, not really. No, I don't really. Now, actually, I am. You know what I mean? It's just that kind of thing. And so, so you have that relationship to acting sometimes. I do. I think, every, I think everybody must. No? I mean, there seem to be people for whom it never seems like a drag or hard or, or, and I'm not saying you're complaining about it. I'm just no, saying it doesn't sound through, like you're, you go through phases cause it's, um, alive to you. You're like yeah, reacting to it, it and well, dealing with are. it. Is, it's a, you're, you're, it's a kind of romance. You're well, from like when in writing it's when it, yeah, when it's not it coming must, easily or yeah. when it suddenly isn't flowing, you're fi you feel like you're wrestling with it. But, um, but, but for me, like the, the chasing it, even when it's bad, it's like, I, right. I can see the, I can, I can see it got to, if I could just find a way to well, fight why. through this, the right. it's there. Yeah. Right. So you must, uh, you, well, and you, you know, there's relationships like that. They get pathological and you're like, I'm going to just keep fighting for your love. I know it's in there or whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like, it's crazy. It's like a crazy relationship. So when you say, yes, but so when you say you found, found a way, I was thinking of Chronicles, the Dylan book, when uh -huh. he talks about how he couldn't sing those songs for a while. It got to be a pain. Yeah. And he goes, and Jerry Garcia taught me, a different way to think about uh, a different way to think about it, a different uh. way to think about rhythm, a different way to think about what my job is. Yeah. It's a great. Have you read Chronicles? No, I, I, oh, I mean, I've we looked always trade. You would love that book. That sounds that sounds great. That book, you would love that. Yeah, you just got to promise you're not going to start doing a Dylan mumble after reading it. Yeah, you're really? going like, to decide you're going like, to yeah. perform. You mean just as a person? Yes. <laughs> That'd be weird. Just as an actor. Yeah. But uh, he talks about how he then found. So when you say you've had to find a way to love it, again yeah would would do you mean something in your i don't think i ever stopped loving it i think it's having fun at it so what did you do to try to I have fun know. at it i mean <clears throat> oh god knows i mean probably a lot of things i mean a lot of that the problem with that is going to stem from my own shit that i have to work through and stuff i mean you know i don't know i mean it's hard to just i think i think it was it was you know certain stupid simple things like just connecting with the other actors and stuff. I mean, it sounds stupid, but it's true. No, and it's like really just enjoying stupid. them and enjoying being with them and, you know, working with them. It sounds stupid, but you can lose sight of that. You can lose, you can get far away from them. You know, and film is hard. Film is also a medium that's really difficult that has taken me a long time. And I think, you know, when I do a play, even though it can be horrible if you're in a bad play, nothing's worse you know, that, the joy of that is, it's a completely different thing. And film puts so many obstacles in your way as an actor that it's like, it cuts you, I, I, it cuts you off from the other, you can feel cut off from the other actors, you can feel very isolated. Just starting and stopping. Yeah, so it's like, I think a lot of my lack of enjoyment was, was because I wasn't quite, 
I hadn't quite figured out how to do it yet. And I still haven't with film. Some of it's that, you know. You mean you still haven't figured out which part? What do you mean you still haven't figured it out? It's hard, film. I've never quite felt entirely comfortable doing it. And, And I've gotten better at it. And I get more relaxed at it. And it's all relaxation. I mean, acting is all, but, but film is really like, and I, I feel like I'm getting better at it, but there's a kind of sweet spot that that's for certain kinds of things for most of the stuff that you're going to do on film and TV and stuff like that. There's a kind of sweet spot that it's hard to hit. And I feel like some people just, they just are in it all the time. Naturally. It's the yeah. rhythm. I mean, their metronome, their internal yeah. metronome just fires. That it's just way. that thing. And it's like, it's not really mine. So it's taken work for me. It was not work for me on stage. It's it was just, I knew it on was stage. there on stage. And it's like, so it's always taken work for me to modulate it and find it. It's tricky. I find it hard. And it's all the time it's still, and it, Less still you so find now. it that way. Less so. But of course, then I get suspicious. I'm like, I can't get too comfortable. <laughs> no, because you, you know want I mean? the work to be yeah, really strong. I don't strong. want to get too comfortable because then I'm, am I phoning it in? Am I getting complacent? You know what I mean? Am I, it's tricky. It's a very funny medium for actors. And so reaching out, it's, it's an interesting thing that people don't talk about very often. Actors will talk about it, and pe- but people don't talk about it on, because it's, it's hard to explain, but the idea that sometimes film actors will get to a place where they really can act with a sock on a, light stand mm-hmm. because they're working so much just with themselves yeah and you're trying to avoid you don't want to get to a place where where you could give the same performance yes i don't want you don't want to rely on the technique in no that i don't want to rely on tricks or something but right there's nothing necessarily wrong with that and film acting is a lot there are a lot of tricks in film acting you know what i mean it's a, it's there are lots of tricks and techniques that you kind of have to obey because you can't gin up the internal thing all the time because of the you know on the 30th take when there's someone's doing it because they yeah why else there's that there's also just the fact that i think it it it's a funny medium it's actually you need to do some of these things for it to read on film sometimes some people don't i mean steve mcqueen didn't he just seemed to be able to stand there and it all just comes pouring out of him you know what i mean and it's like some people, I think, are just have that relationship, but sometimes it actually requires more acting than you think it's going to need. More kind of trickery and actiness to convey things sometimes. And not in a bad way. I mean, it's actually to get the message across, to convey the thought, you need to do some tricky things sometimes. And then how, how do you... St- how do you decide when you're going to think about <laughs> that? And when, so direct, your relationship with your director must be really... I've seen it um, where, you know... Uh, I've seen you around people that you trust um, asking those questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, did that seem, you know, my, yes. you know, you want to know, yes. uh, is it, re- you were trying it, to make it, it real? The way you wanted it to. Yeah. Was that what you were talking about? Is it coming across? Yeah. But do you also try to get unconscious when you're doing mm-hmm. it? Totally. So how do you, I would rather how do you just balance? be completely unconscious. And when it's at its best, I'm just unconscious about it. But, you know, that's a tricky thing to say. Everybody's got a technique. Everybody's got some control over it, too. You know, you can't just go and But blow. you're, you're you not a just, monitor. You can't just go spray shit all over the place. But you're not a monitor freak. You'll go to the monitor if someone wants you to watch it. But you're not, like, hovering, wanting no. to see your performance every time. No. Sometimes I'll go look if I just want to see something. And it's often helpful if I do. And I probably should more than I do. Um, I probably ought to do it more than I do, but 
uh, it's a funny line. Why? Because I also then, don't like I don't like the whole thing over there. <laughs> I don't like hang. I just it's like it just feels it's wonderful. It's great, but it can feel distracting sometimes over at the monitor to me. Well, if you're on a set where yeah. there are a lot of people at the monitor, yes. Yes. Like on our show, we... Very no, there small, wasn't. We don't allow... No, and so... Uh, exactly. The culture around the monitor can get sort of out of control. It can be 40 people around there. And people's guests come in, and they're having chocachinos and soy lattes coming in, and shrimp plates, and everybody's sitting around, you know... Wait, why didn't I get a shrimp plate? <laughs> I want because, a shrimp... Can because I, you don't have a big crowd over there. You? <laughs> If you Listen, see a shrimp plate, I'll order a shrimp plate for the monitor sometime. I'll have it sent Send around. Me a but you know what I mean. It's like, you know, a whole world can grow up over there that's just distracting. But that leads to the question. Yeah, so how do you, because one thing I've noticed about you is you, you take pains not to be a dick to people on set. <laughs> yeah. You're not a dick ever. Why? And, no, and... I, but I'm I, sure I some people the, probably differ with that. I, I've had moments I when I can be, for sure. But really? I don't think I was on this show or the things I've done with you, but I'm, I'm sure I can be. Well, just for a second, stipulate to the fact that okay. you're not a dick on right. set. I try not to be a dick. Well, and, but I was going to say it takes energy, I imagine. I had to say to, <laughs> to people... To not be a dick? Well, because like, there were a couple of times, you know... So my partner Dave and I, my you know writing and producing, uh, film, filmmaking partner Dave and I... Uh, we spend a good amount of time with you on yeah. on set, and it can look like it's just three people fucking around. Yeah, and it could draw, which you know, in in some respects, it is three it people is. fucking around, which is fine, which but, is good. Yes, yeah, but you could see how it would make uh, everyone feel like that's a place they want to hang out. And you're good at uh, protecting yourself. I remember one time when that was happening, when <laughs> yes. Well, when you just found a way to leave. Yes. And so, because you, you're trying to protect your kind of like... Yeah. I mean, I'm interested, I guess, in how an actor in particular who's doing a kind of art that is easy to forget, it's not an art form. The people around can just look at you and because you take pains to yeah. be regular with yeah. people. Yeah. Because you're the kind of person that's like, why are they nice to me? I could see that, you know, someone could come by on set and they can kind of erode the little special thing you've built up to do what you have to do. Yeah. So how do you deal with it? It depends on different, it's different things too. It's different. It's, it's always going to be a different thing. Sometimes I'm more willing and able and want to sort of sit and fuck around because it, it helps somehow for whatever reasons, you know, it keeps me unconscious. It keeps me any number of things. Sometimes I don't do that. There's sometimes, there's sometimes things i do when i don't really interact with people much and you can come across as a dick to people if you do that sometimes but which is i understand that but so sometimes i don't it's kind of a case-by-case thing and i mean actors have to develop a kind of funny attached detached present not present thing all the time it's a very unusual thing you know that i think you're either you the actors are probably predisposed to anyway i mean i don't know if you call it compartmentalizing or something i don't know what it is but it's uh, yes it's sociopathic probably is what it is for sociopaths but it's there's a funny kind of you got to be present and not you mean some ways it's odd well it's what the, the job demands in some ways is that you it's just a funny thing so you learn sort of ways to sort of retreat and protect yourself and stuff like that you know to be able to do your work and to just be able to deal you know and and you're saying you know those are, saying? i do know yes i, I do yeah. uh, um 
Well, a couple of things about that are interesting. Just when you said that you're uh, probably predisposed to that. I think I think anyway. a lot of actors are predisposed to that anyway. So when you're in intimate relationships, even friendships, <laughs> yeah. does that present pro- sure. problems? I think I think actors are can often be tricky people to be involved in relationships with. Be, because they're they can be kind of in two places at once, I and they're not so. quite pre- not like hyper present, and then not present Not at all. Yeah, and even at the same time, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I think I think that that I think it's a tricky thing. Uh, you know, it's a generalization, and it's not. Uh, but do you have to watch? True. I mean, do you have to watch that? Because you, you, that effect of like, I've had a lot of people tell me that they were best friends of yours at Yale, and these are definitely people you were friends with. Yes. They, but somehow they all felt they were best. You guys were like best friends, and not just because yeah. you're famous. I could tell it's yeah. Be, you you like had the ability to create this. Really, a lot of people have said that. A few hundred people. Uh-huh. Now, uh-huh. uh, and I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm sure that wasn't exactly conscious on your part, but I'm wondering what manifests that. You mean how? Why? Yeah, they why would that say happens? That. Yeah. It, it may not be a conscious thing. It's it's such a complicated thing. It's it's I suppose so. I mean, again, like actors are very good at sort of connecting with people and being very like you know. I mean, somebody has said to me, asked me once, you know, how did you have such great chemistry with so and so, some actress? I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about something. Sophia Loren. I think. Yes, it was the, that movie I did with Sophia Loren. Extraordinary. Right. It was amazing, but uh, Visconti, because you thought that Visconti, you, and Loren would do that. And I feel can definitely find that. How well that worked, the seamlessness, the way that project worked. It It was was incredible. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) The CG elements were also great. Great experiences of my life. But so someone asked you. I think for her too. Um, Somebody said to me, how did you develop that great chemistry? And I was like, that's my job. You know, I was like, well, I'm supposed to. That's what I do for a living is I create connection with people i connect with people that's what we're supposed to do so it was like i don't even think about you know and it's like so actors do that all the time i think you know or or not it's hard because you know you some turn it off right away some turn it off right away you choose yes. not, i mean some right yeah, absolutely absolutely and like i say sometimes i do on sets and sometimes i don't you know, and it's like, but you want to have a good working environment and stuff like that. And people have different ways. So of, you think about this stuff consciously, meaning when you say, that's what I do. Um, if you have to create that with, some, with somebody, you know, in a, a brief moment, unless I even say a romantic thing, you know, the forget about it scene in Brasco. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you and Johnny have this real yeah. connection. Yeah. And I've never really even met him before. Right. Had you met before that? Really briefly. You know, one of, obviously a, a signature scene in a great mm-hmm. movie. Oh, yeah. And one of the first movies I was in, by the way, too. So I was really nervous on top of everything else. But, you were? Oh, yeah. So, okay, for that kind of thing in the beginning of your career, and I want, we'll go backwards, but for that kind of thing in the beginning of your career, what kind of preparation did you do <laughs> for that? How did you get yourself ready? To, for that, to, I didn't do a whole... I mean, it's not like I went and studied FBI guys or anything No, like but that. I mean more about the line, getting comfortable <laughs> with it, thinking about how you were going to Well, that was funny. That I remember stuff, with forget that. Forget about it. That, scene. I remember with that that uh, when I went and auditioned for that, I made a funny choice, which was that... And I don't think it really actually played out in the movie this way. But when I did it, I made the choice that I, I wasn't really that interested <laughs> And what he was talking about. And the guy thought that was so funny. He hired me, but then he had me do it differently. So it, it, <laughs> did you know like, going in you were going to be doing it differently? Or he no, threw- no. I thought I was going to do it the same. And then it was sort of changed on me. So it, you know, I would say that, that those kinds of things, those day player things where you go in and it's like, you know, we probably shot, I, I think we shot that at the end of the day. We'd been sitting around for hours 
You know what I mean? And like finally got shoved in there and do it at the end of the day. And it was like, you know, let's go. that's actually the hardest stuff because there's kind of no way to prepare for it. I mean, you learn your lines as best you can and you prepare as best you can, but you have no fucking idea what's going to happen. Because you don't know what's happening on the movie. You have no idea. You walk in the middle of this thing and you have to do some crazy scene and they'll suddenly be like, oh, actually, this is on a boat and there's a dog in your lap. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, I didn't know that's what was going to be happening. And a lot of the time they're rushing and they're just like, come on, come on, come on. You got to like, that stuff is, I think the hardest stuff there is to do was as an a, actor. Was a lot of that keeping yourself loose then? Would you, were you, yeah, you got to stay loose, but you got to be prepared. You can't go in and, and you got to know the words up. and yeah, really understand. Like, you know, you got to get that done, that stuff, you know, and it's like, so you got to be able to be loose and you got to be, yeah, but you know, you can't go in there and dick around. I mean, depends. Maybe sometimes you can. Sometimes I would do those jobs and go in and they were like, say some funny stuff, do this, say that, you know, they were very loose, but you have to be really loose, but prepared. It's, it's hard. I mean, you had done some other, you had done safe men or, oh, safe men came. Did I do that before? I don't think no, so. No, you're right. Say, no, yeah, Brasco no, was later. first. Yeah. Right. That was one of the first things I did when I got to New York. And I did you, when you were film. there and you were watching Johnny and, uh, did you look at that and think like, I, I'll be. Did, did you have a sense then that you could be a movie star? No, me. Yeah, no. Or did you figure that? Did you figure at that time? Like, so, you, like that was a great day I when you got that job. I think of myself as a movie star now, but it's like, but, but I, I've uh, had right, success. But, yeah, I mean, but no, I wasn't sitting. Well, there you thinking are a star that. of stage, screen, yeah, and yes, television. That's true. Well, we'll see about TV. That hasn't happened yet. You have to be. Listen to me now. <laughs> no, no, this is very I'm sorry. important. You have to own that. You have to manifest that. Own that. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, visualize that. You, visualize well, success. You, you are starring in a television series that's going <laughs> that's on. It's going to be on it. Showtime in 2016. That's technically more accurate. <laughs> I mean, that's happening. So, but to answer your question, no, I was not sitting there thinking I'm going to be doing that. What he's doing? You mean like playing that's what the I'm lead? In yeah, a movie we're or looking something? at Johnny. Did you think that's a different kind of creature than I am? Well, he is a different kind of creature than I am. I mean, what do you mean? Well, I don't know. He's who he is. You know, he's the unique actor that he is. So I wasn't. And and you know, did I think I was going to be playing leads in movies? No. You know, I did a lot of. I picked up a lot of those jobs to make money, and I was doing theater. And it's like, I kind of hoped I would play leads in theater. And stuff like that yes. and, and thought that because I thought that's where I was going to have a career was theater and that I was going to subsidize it by doing things like Donnie Brasco, which is what I did. Actually, right. you were thought you'd be like a that guy like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. In, and I in was movies. for a long time. Oh. Yeah. And it's like and, and that's and that was well, that's how you became. Uh, <clears throat> and that was that was that was, you know. It's not like I'm not, a, I'm an ambitious person and I'm not, not a, you know, I'm competitive with myself to do the best jobs I can do. And I'm not an unambitious guy, but I wasn't, I didn't think I was going to have much of a film career. And were you, were you watching and like, were you just doing the scene or were you kind of, I, I, cause I know different I people was just doing the scene, right? You weren't sort part. of like, what's, you know, how is Johnny preparing? No, I just didn't want to fuck it up. His... I didn't want to fuck it up. And I just was, I just wanted to get the job done and not fuck it up. And I was nervous and. And yeah, I want to fuck it up and, and, or fuck him up or like, you know, and he was great, you know, and he was utterly beyond perfect. You know, he came right in, laid down on that couch and we just did the scene really quick and fast and it was very efficient and done really well. And he was great and hilarious and great. And that's like when you walked Tim Nelson sitting there with me. Yeah. Great. You know, and I knew him already a little bit before we were tired, frankly, because we've been (laughs) sitting around all day smoking cigarettes and like, you know waiting to shoot this thing 
When you left that night, did you have the sense at all? I, I'm always wondering about this in, in things. Like I, I'm, I always wonder when, you know, the first time like uh, Michael Stipe played with Peter Buck and Mike Mills. Mm. Like, what did they look at each other and go, "Oh, what like, the hell? What did I just do?" Oh, this is. Like, did you have a sense that something happened with that thing with you guys there? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of felt like, oh, I hope that went as well as you know because he did have me do it differently i was like god i hope that worked because it worked the way i was doing it the other way but then he had me change it and i was like i hope that worked it's, it's funny because you seem like you're having such a good time when you watch it oh i was having a good the time end, especially when you say it you know again at the end of the yeah thing, yeah kind of by yourself <laughs> yeah it really yeah, yeah. feels like yeah yeah no i mean i did have a good time but you know i was nervous and hoping it went well and you know i mean I definitely still frequently have those moments where I'm like, what the fuck was that? That was amazing and strange. You know, I can really remember doing a thing with Russell Crowe. Sure, and Cinderella we Man. Doing Cinderella Man and, and I can still remember doing this scene in a boxing ring with him. And there was, I don't know how many, 1,500, 2,000 extras in this thing yelling and screaming. And I'm standing in the middle of the thing rubbing him down with a towel. And I was like, what the fuck? This is insane. This is amazing. Oh, awesome. Like, how the hell did this happen? I just was like, this is crazy. And it was, you know, so I still have moments like that, if that's what you're talking about. I still have those moments. Well, yeah, that's an amazing sort of like, how did I get here? Holy shit. But even with and the Brasco thing, it's more like the art, like the, uh, the thing um, that happened between you guys yeah. and the director <clears throat> and, you know, camera the actors, the whole thing adds up to a thing where that scene is one of those scenes people I guess it is talk one of those things that people remember. Yeah, no, later. I guess they do. And so, no, but I didn't have any sense that it was like I had just done something that was necessarily going to be great. I was just glad not to have fucked it up. Right. No, and the Russell Crowe yeah. thing makes sense to me. And and uh, and you liked making Cinderella Man. Oh, yeah, I loved it. It was great. Yeah. You think he's, he's really, uh, did you like working with Russell? He's amazing. I loved working with him. He's great. I mean, he's what do you just, hope for in, a, in a, a, a co-star? Is it the presence? Like, what are the things that makes yeah. it really great for you to go to work with somebody? Once, let's say the script's like him good or something. Yeah. What do you what? Yeah. Or what do you know like about? I don't know. I mean, it's like he was great, and it's like I generally always some of the best experiences I've had working with other actors. I think I said this to you while we were doing our TV show. Was um, I really like working with actresses who are like you know not kids anymore who've been around for a while because i'm like they're really good if you can survive as a woman in this business and keep acting at like a high level of it you have to be so good you cannot be you have to be so on point and you can't be a jerk and you have to be like i mean to survive doing it as an actress so when i work with those women that's like the perfect experience because they're so prepared. They're so professional. They're so present. They're so not full of shit. They're not dicking around. It's like there's no, you know, like Maggie Tiff that yes. we were working with who plays my wife on the show. There's just no, it's just like, it's just absolute straight ahead. Let's just do this. Well, yeah, she's an incredible actress. She's, a she's great still actress. a young person, like, though. I, you know, she's well, not. No, I'm not saying anything. I mean, it's like you know what I mean. It's like if you can, if you can just survive as an actress, whatever so age hard. you're at. Yeah, I mean, I was just saying, like Maggie. Just, well, Maggie's yeah. the whole pack. What's amazing about Maggie, and we both agree, is yeah, she's just incredibly. You know, she's the smartest person in the room. Most of the time, she walks into a room. Yeah, she she's is. an incredible actress, and she's yeah, beautiful. She's beautiful. No, and she has all that stuff going. But it's just that she's just there's no. 
There's no dicking around. Well, there aren't a lot of tricks. There's not a lot of tricks. No. And so that makes like, you, right. as an actor, not you're have not a lot of tricks. No. And so it's like somebody that actually keeps me lively and I'm having fun with them and feeling like, you know, and Russell's like, you can just do anything to that guy. I think, I've said this before about him. I don't know. I don't know him that well. But it's like, I think that he's happiest in his life when he's acting when he's standing there with an actor that he enjoys working with and he's got the camera going that guy could not be happier and it's like so when you're working with somebody that is that joyful about what they're doing it's just like and you can do anything to him you can throw anything at him you can do anything and he wants you to do it he wants to get in there and he just loves it you know, and it's like a sport almost. And it's like, that's great. Right. When it's really alive, then it's yeah, alive. It's then you're not alive. doing tricks either. And because... it's a, no, hopefully you're not because you, you don't, you don't want to, you don't need to, you know, nobody's even thinking that way. You know what I mean? You're just like, he's, he's extraordinary. It's funny. I'm just going back to this thing you said, and I understand what you meant about how film acting, TV acting, you're going to, in order to convey the thing. But it seems to me just in watching your process that the things that end up on film, are the things it seems to me you get you get you get that stuff which maybe is a manifestation of insecurity out of the way very quickly uh-huh and then you kind of go then yeah. the work ends up not having a lot of that i hope not yeah no it, I mean, it's because the the work feels so connect you know uh-huh. yeah feels well, so connected yeah in a way that's interesting i mean that's an that's a really interesting thing and it's true you have to get a lot of your nerves out you know i mean it's like and Sometimes being prepared and coming in the first place super prepared, you're not going to have those nerves or insecurities and stuff like that. But sometimes you have to work them out and they get worked out. I mean, I guess the only time you've done the same camera, same part of a long period of time was John Adams. And I'm wondering if there was a point in which you just settled in. So, because I'm, I guess that performance is, you know, I I love that thing. And I wonder, I know that there were production challenges making it. But I, I wonder if that thing happened to you. You're talking about Russell, where between, you know, because you were so intimately involved in like making it and the battles and all the rest of it. But when, it, when between action and cut, you really did feel like you you were this guy yeah, aging well, that was over a this long experience thing. because it was seven months maybe, right? And it, I was on pretty much every day. I think I maybe had a day off of, the, or maybe a day and a half. So you know, there's all the things about that it was hard and stuff like that but it offered this strange opportunity to sort of like settle into the part in a weird way i mean it was like i think in some ways this is not strictly true but in some ways when i look at that i don't watch that i haven't seen it in a long time but i almost in some funny ways got too relaxed playing that part i got too comfortable in some ways when i look at it and there's sort of funny technical things that i didn't do. I mumble a lot in that, and I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> why I do? I almost think I was too comfortable. That I was almost just so comfortable with it that I was like, it was almost like I was alone in the room with these people, and I forgot there was a camera, and I forgot there was because part of it was just such sheer mass of work that I just. I mean, talk about being unconscious. I mean, I I, I was getting handed five page scenes three minutes before we had to do them with my dialogue completely new and some scenes just completely new constantly. Oh, well, you were mumbling then because you didn't know the words. Well, there might have been a little bit of that. But in some ways, there was this... I had to be so unconscious and just sort of... It was odd. But for sure, it was a unique thing in a cool way that you could just... 
I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't, some of that stuff sounds melodramatic or romantic or weird, but there was a weird way in which it was like, I couldn't help but be this guy all the time. And it was like, you know, I just was this guy all the time. Yeah. You, well, you would, you would, uh, you're playing them seven months straight. You're not Mm. taking a day off. You're Mm. living with these people. Mm -hmm. No. And it's like my, my, at the time, my wife at the time said it one night I woke up and said, um, I woke up and I woke her up and I said, who's going to be secretary of state? And she said, what? And I said, who's going to be secretary of state? And I just went back to sleep. That's fantastic. <laughs> I don't even think that position existed. Then. That's just fantastic. <laughs> but though. yeah, I just was like, that's all I was thinking and dreaming all the time. I was just like, it never stopped, which was cool, but it was also nuts in some ways. And well, I wonder, so it felt, yeah, you could see the line towards mad. I mean, the line toward, uh, well, he was madness. kind of mad too. So it was like, you know, it lent itself to that. I mean, he was a little nuts. He was committed. He was committed. And, and, you know, uh, there it's arguable and I don't like to reduce things to this, but it's arguable that, you know, if you look at him retrospectively from our point of view, you'd say that he's, you know, bipolar or something. You Did know, you, were you consciously trying to play? I thought about that. I mean, I wasn't consciously trying to play that but i was playing what i knew to be his manic sort of, periods and depressive yeah, i mean it sure well, as sure like there's that. and so i wasn't these events did that. happen i was just playing that here's a guy who man he goes full tilt and crazy and then he like he would you know he would have these kind of breakdowns and those were in the script that was put into the script not because i said it but because that was the writer doing it and i wonder for an actor i've never asked anyone this uh like all creative people are not all bipolar, manic, depressive. My, my wife writes books about this all the time. I'm not going to in any way say that like Generalized my wife's books like are that, like, I'm um, very specific about what people are like her novels, but, um, but there is some sort of hint of that where we go through periods that are like, feel very alive and fertile. Yeah. And then periods. And in most of the other things you were, um, you can kind of re- react to that. But as an actor, I wonder when you're feeling great and when you're feeling shitty, Mm -hmm. you still have to show up and do your thing. That's for sure. Yeah. Is that just professionalism? Yeah. That's just what you have to do. That's just your job. You know, it's like, that's just your job. If you feel like fucking shit, but you have to come in and just be, you know, happy, lucky man. And what's great about that sometimes is you walk away feeling like happy-go-lucky man. Then, of course, you remember you felt like shit. <laughs> and you crash. And you, yeah. and you crash. But, you know, in some ways, there is that wonderful thing about it that it can infect you sometimes in a nice way. But, yeah, I mean, that's what's bizarre about it. And that goes back to what we were saying before about, like, those weird people do this. Yes. And this kind of strange detachment and ability to sort of detach and reattach. And, you know, it's weird. So you, you're just to go backwards a little to how, how you got here. Um, you grew up, um, you know, the son of uh, uh, people who were very accomplished, mm-hmm. uh, ed- very highly educated uh, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went to uh, boarding school, you know, one of the mm-hmm. great boarding schools of the, of the world. Yeah. I, yeah. A prominent one. And uh, which one did you go to? Again? I went to Choate yes. Rosemary Hall. Went to Choate. Yes, sir. And then Yale and Yale School of Drama. Uh-huh. Your dad was the president of Yale. Yep. And uh, I'm just wondering when you first connected to acting, when mm-hmm. it first felt special to you, and then, you know, whether that brought, created any 
tension versus the expectations of someone who's supposed to go from Choate to Yale uh-huh. to a different kind of Yale uh-huh. graduate school. But first, uh-huh. like, when did you first like connect to acting? That's such a. I mean, it's a funny thing because it's like it's 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 an interesting thing how we remember shit and how we reformulate the narrative of our lives and stuff. And it always changes. It's always changing. So it's hard for me. I mean, I definitely, as a kid, enjoyed the whole notion of kind of play acting and stuff, you know? And it's like, I, I, I was very into that. If we ran around playing army, I took it so fucking seriously when I was a kid that it was like, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, and it was not just, it was like, no, I'm going to be George C. Scott and Patton. I mean, but I'm going to be him like a motherfucker. Right. Like, I'm not going to be fucking around here. This is not a joke, Army, to me. It was like, you know what I mean? So there was that kind of thing. And, I, you know, I remember being in plays. Well, and how would the other kids react to that? Yeah, they well, loved it. They were into it, right? Were, I think it upped the whole game. That's great. I think it definitely did. But I think some kids were like, you're out of your mind. Sure. You're fucking crazy. Uh, yeah. Because I would be like throwing myself off walls and attacking people. I mean, it was nuts. And, and it you're was like 10 years old? Uh, yeah, yeah. Up until around then. And, and sure, probably even too, too old beyond that, probably still just like and and i was really into being in like you know i went to a school where there were uh you do a play every year the, the class would do a play and you know it was whatever it was like uh, you know it was kids plays kids do you know it was like alice in wonderland and stuff like that and i always uh i i loved doing that but I never, but I didn't think of like, oh, I love act. You know what I mean? I didn't quite think of it like I'm going to be an actor or something. But it was like one of your favorite or your favorite I thing loved to do? It. it was like crazy how much I loved it. And I loved watching movies and just imagining myself being these people in these movies. And, and uh, so it was a thing. You know what I mean? And my mother had wanted to be an actress. So, you know, she always kind of loved to take us to the theater and stuff like that. My dad did too. And my brother was very interested. He was kind of, my brother's an actor, and he was more, as a kid, kind of super engaged in it in a real way that was conscious. That What's was your brother's like, name? Really, Marcus. And he's a really, he's a great actor. And it's like, his, he was much more consciously like, this is something I really love and want to do. And so, but I, would, I didn't have that awareness, really. And I think part of it might have been that, I just thought I was, I don't know. I thought maybe I was going to do something else. There wasn't any expectation. That what did I was you think gonna, you were going to do? I don't know. I just didn't. I, I went through so many. Did you think you'd be a professor? Well, you love read. I mean, obviously you're a huge I do, reader. I, do, I did love that. Books. And that certainly went through my head that I could do that. There was never any pressure that I had to do that. I think that there was some expectation that I might or probably would because I did, I did and do like to read and things like that a lot. So... But I wasn't actually interested in academics like that. And I wasn't interested in scholarship and stuff. It doesn't interest me at all. So I never really intended to do that. But, you know, there were lots of things I wanted to do. And when I look at it now, I go, well, clearly I wanted to be an actor because I wanted to do so many things. I wanted to be a chef. I wanted to be a general. I wanted to be a dentist. I wanted to be, a, you know, I wanted to be whatever, an archaeologist. I wanted to be, and I'm like, no, I wanted to be an actor is what I wanted to be. I wanted to be all of those things. You know what I mean? And it's like... And so was it by the time you got to college? Because people yeah, talk I went about to you college. at college. When I went to college is when I started out. I didn't do much in high school or anything. I think I did a play kind of accidentally. I loved it. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. But then I went to college not intending to do anything like that. And extracurricularly, there was no... Um, 
theater major. What'd you major in? Anyway, I was a, I ended up being an English major. Um, I did plays on the side as an extracurricular thing. And that's when I was like, oh my God, I love doing this. But did you did you know you were good at it right away? <clears throat> I knew I really liked it. You know, I knew I loved doing it. I knew I had, I knew it was like, I just, nothing else felt like that. And nothing else gave me that kind of satisfaction and pleasure. And, and when you would hear challenge. from people. It was nice. Satisfaction, sure. pleasure, and challenge. Yeah. So you, at that time, like you were working really hard at I, it. In a f- funny way, I don't think I ever worked harder than I did in those plays when I was in college. I don't think I've ever committed myself again the way I did in those things. Well, now I know what to say to you, by yeah. the way, on set. Yeah, sharpen Come up. Come on, man. Yeah, think about college. Yeah, don't let that like, catch. What was your favorite production? Yeah. What Ibsen did you do in college? What, that, did you say Ibsen? What Ibsen did you do in college? <laughs> I don't college think I did then? the Ibsen. I don't think I've ever... Oh, no, I have done Ibsen. I did the Pier Ghent. That's one of the hardest things I've ever done. That was crazy. That was psychotic. I didn't do that in college. I did that in what'd you do in college drama school i did a lot of plays what was the thing i liked doing the most i remember we did um glengarry glenn ross and this is when it was on broadway and we did it and it was illegal that we did it i mean it was we the guy didn't get the rights to do oh, it so you so, did it just a student production yeah and i think i think we almost got in trouble for doing it i think mammoth's lawyers like did you play roma what'd you play i played um Levine. I played oh, Shelly. Shelly? Yeah. The Machine? Yeah. And I remember just thinking, like, this is the greatest thing. And I didn't know from Mammoth at all. I had never read him before. And I got it, and I was just was like, this. I mean, it is incredible, that stuff, you know? I mean, I don't know if it ages well or not. Yes. Does it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've done a lot of it over the years, and it's the, like, but the, I haven't done it in a long time. But certainly up through Speed the Plow is. Yeah. Great. Still yeah. great. Amazing and f- amazing for actors. So I mean, we were in college. We were t- obviously no, way but now too I know young I'm sad to, be to just be like, give me some of this Glengarry shit, yeah. man. Stop this bullshit. <laughs> What's that? I'm sad now. I can be like, stop phoning it in. <laughs> oh no, you absolutely can. Give me this can. fucking Glengarry oh, shit. Oh my god, dude, you absolutely can. It's like I did shit that I'm like, wow, I did that. And I mean, I broke bones doing stuff, and I did crazy shit to my appearance and stuff. I mean, I was like full on fucking De Niro when I was 19. I don't do any of that shit now. I'm lazy. <laughs> and lame and like I lost it it's like I look at it sometimes and I'm like man I was amazing when I was like 19 how disappointing is that and true is that always true I don't know if it's true you know what I mean it's like but I look at it and go there was a level of kind of insane commitment that I, I can't imagine doing what I did anymore it's like I gotta work and survive it's like I can't have done you know but do you think or I mean do you think that is uh I mean, I look at performances you've given. I mean, uh, you know, I look at Sideways. I even look at things like Zamuda in Man on the Moon, and I yeah. see total fucking commitment in an Really actor. too much. Really a little too much commitment. I could mellow out, couldn't I? I could back off. Well, <laughs> I could afford to relax sometimes. No, but, but I mean, do you miss... Uh, whatever. I mean, obviously you become proficient. The, Do you the, miss you when miss you're the an amateur? Yeah. You miss the complete freedom of ignorance and joy. I mean, yeah, I do sometimes. And when I lived in Seattle and started acting, it's like, I just look at that and I'm like, I totally miss it. And I don't know what that was. And it, it may be, I may be completely wrong that I was actually any good. No, but it, I don't, but you know what I mean? It's the it's primitive. Like, it's like the more, it's, it's like you're, you're trying everything. No, a you lot of that too is stage. Feeling. You know what I mean? Stage affords that more. There's this great story that I, I heard that Kenny Aronoff, who was, uh, Kenny Aronoff is the greatest 
probably rock drummer you don't know. He's played in every band. He was the biggest session drummer. But he came up as John Cougar's drummer. And he's this amazing drummer, right-handed. And you know that song hurts so good, the John Uh Cougar, before Cougar was John Mellencamp. Yeah. So they were in the studio, and it's like supposed to have this very, uh, very simple 2-4. And Kenny, it was there, and John was like, something's missing. And he said to Kenny, play lefty. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, put the hi-hat on the other side, right. and I want you to play that song the opposite, the opposite way. way. Take yourself out of your comfort and so zone. so that you play it joyously. It's supposed to sound like a garage band. You're too right. good a drummer. Right. Play right. Like, like you're like in a you garage band. Right. When you're play not like quite you don't sure know what you the can fuck hang, you're doing. Like you don't know that you can hang on. Yeah. And I thought, I've always thought like that is a brilliant thing to do to yourself, to find a way to get out of your... To keep, yeah, well, that's absolutely true. And I think you do need to keep doing that. What do you do to make, what do you do to like sort of do that for yourself, to put yourself back in the place where you have to reach? No, that's a really good point. How do you do that? I mean, I think a lot of that with an actor is you try to, you try to find stuff that you haven't done before. You try to, I mean, it's why going back and doing theater is good. I don't do that enough. And it's like, you know, literally you reconnecting with something that you loved and did a lot, you know, and then because I don't do it enough anymore, but you know, there's also something much more, you know, it's a much more of a high wire act theater in some ways, you know, I mean, it's much, it's much more. And then you take something from that. Sure. Absolutely. And it's, and, and yeah. And you know, you try to find challenging work. You try to find stuff you haven't done before. You know I mean? You try to, if you're lucky and you can do that, you know, that'll, that will keep the high hat on the left. Hopefully sometimes. Yeah. I mean, even the fact that you still think about it, as an artist is yeah. like separate. I think even that you're aware, like you're sort right. of is a big, like, yeah, hopefully that actually keeps it going. Right. That you're I mean, still you're interested. The, I mean, you're even asking yourself the question. Yes. Right. Am hopefully I, that means in a weird way. Yes. Am I, am I really, you know, am I how am I going to make sure I can really do this? <laughs> Could I do this better? Right. Am I right? Or that whatever. Yeah. yeah. That you're pushing, not in a neurotic way that you, no. you want this thing to yes. be great for yourself. Yes. yes. Yes, you still want it to be. You still want it to be great. You want to come you alive, still want to be right? better, and yeah, absolutely. I mean, but that's what actors just want that all the time. They want it to be great all the time. They want to feel great. They want to, you know. I mean, that's what they just want. That they're so hungry for it all the time. And what know? stands in your way usually? On a, is it is it people who don't understand the way? Like I, you know, someone who's spent this time is it. Directors who don't understand what it means to do the job. Is it the, you know... It can be that or whatever. I don't know. You can get in your own way. You can... I don't know. It's like... Well, you just don't often get the work necessarily. You know what I mean? You don't get to work necessarily with great people and that, that, that open up the channels for all that. Even you feel that. I'm saying sure, even someone I who works the have way... worked with people who are not... You know, I've gotten better at not giving a shit about that and being like, well, I'm just going to have a good time anyway and I'm going to do my thing anyway. You know, and it's like... And, and that's okay. And that, it doesn't get me down the way it used to where, I, where it could bum me out if I felt do, like do somebody wasn't... Do you also choose... Uh, do you try to make choices based on a little bit who you want to? Sure. The other actors really matter. The director, sure. Yeah. You do. You consider that stuff. I do, definitely. Like yeah. when you have a meeting with the people you're going to do the work with, mm. you actually, do you try to actually pay attention to it and think like, do I want to definitely know, go this spend three months spend with these people? A lot of time with, yeah. And you're not always right, you know? And it's like, it doesn't, a lot of the people get to the point where they can have that meeting, know how to have that meeting. It's hard. To, yeah. It, it is hard to have that meeting. They're kind of uncomfortable meetings in the first place. And oftentimes I don't, sometimes I think, oh, I ought to grill them more about the script than I do. But 
Sometimes I just want to get the feeling of the person. I mean, sometimes it's literally like, do I just want to hang out with this person I for know. three months? Do I want to be stuck with this guy for three months? Do I, am I going to have a good day at work with this guy? You know what I mean? And it's like, and, and I'm not often, often I'm right. I don't think I've been wrong a lot of the time. No, that stuff's that. important. I, I mean, I, I agree. You try to build your whole, I mean, in this endeavor where you and I are in a thing with, for you know, we're going to be shooting yeah. for six months, yeah. it, five and a half months or whatever it yeah. is. And luckily we saw it on the pilot. We were in a, it is a great troop. Yes. Nobody's, there no, no assholes. Not, no, no It'd be assholes. hard to throw that stuff. No assholes. No, and it's funny. It's like, I, 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 it's exactly true. And it's like, it's such a simple sounding thing to just create a good environment where you have a good day at work. And it sounds like such a sort of old man thing it's to every, say. No, it's an every. But it's like, but, it, but as you go along in this, it's like, I just want to have a good day at work. <laughs> well, yeah, because life can be. Yeah. outside like, yes i'd like to come to work and i mean there's no reason to be doing this this for a living if i'm not going to work and having a good day i mean you might right. as well just fucking throw well, yourself I wonder if that's under part a of the choice where you were like all right i'm gonna be willing to go do a, ser- a series like this yeah as opposed to doing movies where you can obviously you're very highly in demand to go do movies but there's a different kind of uncertainty and a huge movies have different yeah potentially one of the attractive things about the tv is that it's this kind of continuous thing that could become a very nice not 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 com- not comfortable, not comfortable in the, in the bad complacency sense. yeah but like but just 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 enjoyably it gives you a home pleasurably uh, yeah you can grow in it and do good work and feel alive. creative and feel you know that'll be it, it sounds wonderful and i hear people report when it goes well it's like nothing better. Actors well, yeah, are that like, was one of the best for, for, for me when we finished our pilot and you know, you're thinking it's going to go, but you don't know until, until you hear it was like we had somehow all put together this group that really, uh, all seemed unified and trying to do something great without making it impossible on everybody else. Yeah, and it's right. rare. It, it it's seems really rare. One of the things that I was really real. One of the reasons I really wanted this to <laughs> me too, you know, happen. Yeah. Um, Yes, it was great calling you when the show got picked up and telling you that it was <laughs> happening. It was awesome. Um, just a couple more things. I have some specific uh, mm-hmm. things I wanted to ask you about. When, especially because of how it, it ended up, you know, famously Alexander Payne was determined to make sideways with you, uh-huh. and in the beginning, it was hard to get the money. Uh-huh. People wanted him to use people who, before that movie, were more famous than uh-huh. you were. Uh-huh. Were you caught in the loop on that as it was going on? And what did it feel like? What did that all feel like to you? No, I was, I was, uh, I was in a funny place when that came along at all. I mean, it was, I had had a rough couple couple of years. I'd done this movie, American Splendor, which was great, but it had sort of vanished. And it was a kind of touch and go that it was ever even going to get released. And it went to Sundance, which was great. And everybody really liked it. But I'd had a rough ride for a couple of years meaning even though american splendor got you a lot of attention though. it eventually did yeah but, but it, it didn't right off the bat and it was like and i remembered kind of i'd never been to sundance before and i went with that movie and i was like wow this is awesome this is really going to change things it didn't really i went home and it was like no didn't really change Your phone anything. wasn't ringing after that didn't it really change anything no until the movie came out then when it came out that was then it was it made a big difference but no, and I'd, I'd had a I had had a couple of years there that were pretty tough. I had what does not that worked mean? a whole lot. I you didn't work a lot. a lot because but you were passing on because you would no you made passing pass anything. <laughs> you weren't. I was no. I wasn't getting a whole lot of work, and it was like you know, and I was really scrapping around, and I was not getting theater work, 
and I wasn't getting, and it was, it was a rough ride. So that thing came along and, and I remember they said, you know, Alexander Payne wants to see you for this movie he's doing. Didn't say anything about what it was or anything. And they gave us a couple of pages of a scene. And I don't remember what scene it was, but it was something that eventually was, you know, what I did with Tom in the movie, Hayden Church. It was one of those scenes, but I didn't know what it Who was. Who did they give the scenes to? You and... Uh, me. Me. Just me alone. And they said you he wants to Alexander? meet you. You with Alexander? Yeah. So I went in and I was very excited because I thought he was great. You know, I thought, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of that, like, I got to work with this guy someday. But he was somebody I really admired from election and other things. And yeah, of course. I was very excited, but I was... I had been having a rough time. So I was not walking into this thinking anything was going to come of this. I just was like... I managed to get this that's great he had not seen american splendor or anything he didn't know who i was at all he had he had somebody had recommended me to him so i went in and i read the thing whatever this scene was i read it it was two pages of a scene i had no idea what it was and then um he had me read some more and then he was like great thanks and i left and i ain't hearing about it for months and so you didn't know this battle was going on. You didn't know that he no was making idea a fight. What was going. I had no idea what was, going, what was going on. I was out in LA and my agent called me and said, Alexander Payne wants to take you to dinner. And she was really excited. And I said, why? And she said, well, I think he wants you to do that movie. And I was like, well, what is that movie? I was like, that part that I read for? She was like, that part you read for is like the lead in it of the two leads. And I was like, You're, that's bullshit. That's not true. <laughs> I was like, that's not true. And I went out and had dinner with him, and he said, yeah, he's a great guy. I don't know if you know him particularly. I've spoken to him twice, you know, I don't know He's him. like, he's just classic. And he was like, you know, I, I would really like you to do this movie. Are you interested in doing it? And I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I was like, sure, dude. Thinking to myself, you're never going to get this movie made with me. Dude. Right. And he was like, and I'm thinking that the guy from Wings, you know that right, guy? Tom I was like, in. yeah, good luck, dude. But I sat there just being like, sure, man. Yeah, you bet. Like, you know, he's out of his mind. I was like, what are you, crazy? And he said, you know, it's going to be really hard for me to get the money on this. And I've had a hard time already. And he said, so I just want to know that you that you're here to do if it. I go do this. Yeah. I didn't read the script or anything. And I just was like, yeah, man, sure, whatever, sure. Thinking, this is the last time I'm going to see you. Thanks for the, like, steak dinner and everything, dude. That was really nice to meet you. And it was like, and then I didn't hear anything about it again until suddenly they came back to me. And he was like, I managed to get somebody to make it with the two of you. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's, it was, I don't want to sound, like, sappy about it. But I was like, that's one of the most touching things I couldn't, both Tom and I were like, you're kidding me. You actually went to bat for me and this guy for the two of us. You did that. I mean, it was unbelievable to us. Oh, that's the best. It was amazing. Had so you, I had no idea. Anyway, had you read ahead. it by then? I don't remember. Um, do you remember when you, but do, do you remember reading it and feeling like, holy shit, I'm really going to get to do this incredible. Yeah. No, I remember being like, oh my, I remember Tom and I were scared shitless. Because we were just like, you could be kidding me. And, but we also thought nobody's ever going to see this movie. But nonetheless, <laughs> we were like, we're going to blow this. We're going to blow it. Both of us were like, how could he have done this? He's an idiot. I had such a great experience. I saw that movie. One of the produ Michael London, mm -hmm. produced the movie. Yeah. Was screening it in New York before it was all the way finished. And he invited us because we were working on The Illusionist together. Yeah, right. And we went to see it and i remember walking out of that uh and just thinking like, really it was staggeringly great mm. and then you know soon thereafter obviously we, we cast you and yeah we, which is my favorite role together. i've ever played in a movie by the way Which? The illusionist yeah well for that's us that's my favorite that part movie. i've ever played 
I loved doing that movie, but that part's my favorite movie role I've ever had. Well, you, your Inspector Ool is a, just one of the... It. Yeah, you locked into it. There are that was a dream that. come true for me. I was like, I get to play a detective. I get to have a pipe. It's 1900. I'm on a train. I got black leather gloves. And so I was like, this is what the little kid, that's what I wanted to do all my life. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I, I really wanted to want to, so just a, cu- a couple of things before I, I, cause that's great. No, because for me, I'll just say this. I would have said this as, as we're closing, but it is true. Which is when Dave and I thought that it was possible you'd come do this TV series with mm-hmm. us. I mean, we just thought there's no way Paul can come. We knew that we all got along and all wanted to work together. Yeah. But I will say that feeling that you had from Alexander is when we had dinner with you in LA, uh, we'd sent you the script to billions, uh, I called you on the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about it, sent it to you. You, you liked it. We knew mm. it when we went and had dinner. <laughs> I really couldn't believe you would actually put, like, do this thing with us. Really? And make this show. You were, yeah, you're the, I mean, we just, as you, I mean, you know, wow. you were, and I remember going and saying, like, if, if Paul really does this, we'll really be able to make this show. And he's to write for you for that, you know, to get to write 12 episodes for you. Yeah. It seemed. To us, unrealistically great that you would sort of like uh, say, "Hey, I'm going to go spend this this time," and and so I had the same feeling you had from from Alexander, and I know David did too, which was like, you know, uh, both this incredible sense of gratitude and then the obligation, which I've you know felt every day, and I felt every day since to like deliver something worthy to you <laughs> to do, you know? Yeah. Well, it. it I mean. Uh, you know, it's funny because you guys came to me with that. And it's funny that I did The Illusionist with you guys. Because one of the things that was so great was I was like, leave it to you guys to come to me with a part that most people wouldn't come oh, yeah, to Yeah, Neil with. Berger, who also and Neil too. great and I was like, Neil Leave it to it, you yeah. guys to come to me with a part that most people wouldn't. And that was, and again, there you That's go. That's the I'm thing here, too. I'm putting the hi-hat on the left in some ways. With yes, this. with this, too. Yeah, yes. it's not the thing you do all the time. No, and it's like, and it's great. Well, yeah, but it locks in, it connects to us to like... uh you rarely get to guy, play the kind of person who went to Choate. Yeah, no, I don't Yale, get to play these kinds of guys. No, I and never this do. guy does. And, it, and it's, it's, it's more similar to the illusionist character than any other thing. And so it's, like, it's funny to me that I'm like, right, it would be you guys who give me the two things who that see, I've enjoyed the most because they're, it's different from what I get to do. No, and you can so see that's it. that's pleasurable in the, in, for an actor. I'm like, oh, I don't get to do this guy. It's great. Well, you know, and it's, it's clear in it. Well, all right, I know you, you have to go. Um, but uh, I'm very I didn't busy. get to I'm ask very you. Busy today. I didn't get to ask you about not getting nominated for Sideways. <laughs> it was fine. Did it feel bad? No. <laughs> no. Because it was, it, because I was like, really? I'm going to get weepy that I didn't get nominated for an Academy Award? I mean, what kind of a jackass am I going to be that I'm like, God, God damn you. For, I mean, no. It was like, I, it just, no. It didn't feel bad. We all felt. I felt bad because my agents and stuff felt bad. They were crushed. And I felt like, oh boy, I feel really bad that they felt so Oh my God, bad. they made you actually feel like you let them no, down they by didn't not make getting me nominated. feel that way. But I'm enough of a fucking sponge that I was like, oh, I let them down. You know what I mean? They didn't make me feel that way. I could tell that they were disappointed, but I was not. That, what kind of, it's like, oh, gee, I didn't win the lottery. You know what I mean? I didn't win the $400 million jackpot. God damn it. You know what I mean? I mean, why were you going to get upset about that? And in that instance, it's more than winning the lottery. It's like the fact that it was even, I was there was fine. I was like, this is pretty good. I'm doing right. pretty well, good. You got a lot of, yeah, yes. I'm and, doing pretty good. 
And that's it. That's a great. Yep. You are doing pretty good. More than pretty good. You're doing great. <laughs> okay. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, uh, was a hey, if you want to find Paul Giamatti online, you're out of luck. He's not on Twitter. He doesn't. <laughs> that's right. You can't nope. find him. Uh, I'm at home. I'm so, just at home in Brooklyn. Sorry. You can find me at Brian Koppelman on Twitter. You can email me. Uh, the moment bk gmail.com don't send me movie ideas or tv show ideas because um i won't look at them uh thanks for listening uh see you next time paul thanks man thank you, thank you.